Welcome to my super type A attempt at being Zen, the podcast. My name is Risha York, and I will be your host. If you are overworked, overtired, overstretched, overwhelmed, just over it, you are in the right place. We like to say we are currently working towards Zen-ish. I'm thrilled that you've joined us. Let's see who will be supporting us on our path to Zen today. Welcome back to part two with Beth Christie. I can't wait for you to join us for this conversation. Let's hop right back in. Like Dolores Cannon wrote um, the Convoluted Universe books. And if you read these books, this is all information coming through QHHT sessions. Right. And it is like the nature and structure of the universe that is being discussed. And the data that is everywhere. Yeah. Right. Like we're essentially just receivers like a radio and we're just picking up the data. So we're just having to tune into the frequencies because if you look around, you can't see the radio frequencies, but they're all around us. And then you just tune into the right one and that's how you get it. And if you think of that, like in the year, you know, 1525, if you showed up with a radio, people would be losing their mind. Yeah. Right. And now people FaceTime like it's nothing like my um, stepdad was here over the weekend and my oldest son is seven. He's about to turn eight and his friend FaceTime called him. And I mean, firstly, it was the first time he ever received a call from a friend from school, which I thought was really adorable and kind of cute. So I was like, oh, this is cute. Like this is a first. But then I was like, whoa, the future is now like Last time, like when I was a kid, the first yeah. call I got from a friend was like on a wall mounted phone cord, big with cord. a huge cord. And like they had to talk to my mom first. And then, and it's like, oh, hi. And you're standing next to the phone. My son came over, looked at his friend in the face on this little tiny square and then took off to his room with it and had a whole conversation with his friend. Yeah. And I was like, whoa. And my stepdad was like, that's wild. It's like a completely different world and that's just in the last 25 yeah, 30 years exactly like the the huge leaps we've had and 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 like this this is stuff that you just see imagined on like movies and tv and then here it is actually happening so yes i do think that there's definitely i just it 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 opens up so much for um just future possibility. Yeah. Right. Like, and, and I mean, yeah, it just makes me think like, who am I to say that this isn't, this isn't real. This isn't my area of expertise. I'm not going to pretend like I know anything about subconscious conversation or communication. That's not, I don't study that. Yeah, exactly. Right. But it's very interesting to consider Mm -hmm. that we're getting more and more information from places that aren't entirely human. Yeah, exactly. Or if if we are surrounded by information and this allows us to access this information that we didn't have yeah, like a conscious awareness of before, 
then the limits get pushed and pushed and pushed. And, and that's really exciting too, for a like super type A person. Yeah. Right. Well, I think there's something too, like, so when we talk about the concept of bringing peace too, mm-hmm. I find boundaries frustrating. Mm, yeah. Right. I find limitations frustrating. I know that as a super type A person, I want to go further faster. Mm-hmm. Right. And, you know, we, you know, in one of the the sessions we have in season two, um, I talked to a mindset expert, Belinda Ginter, and she talks about how when you explain that to a type A person, like, I'm going to slow you down so you can speed up, she says. Oh, interesting. And I'm like, oh, yeah, that would resonate for me really hard. Yeah. Right. I feel like the whole concept of QHHT does the same thing. It's mm-hmm. sort of like, I'm going to ask you to take this time and energy and space for yourself mm-hmm. so that you can more efficiently process all of the things around you. Yeah. And also open your mind up to this world of possibilities that you're not currently considering. Yep. And while that can sometimes be a little anxiety inducing because we don't like the unknown so much. Yeah. Um, I think understanding that there is almost a limitless availability of possibilities mm-hmm. out there can also put you in more control. Yeah, it does. It gives you a lot more control. Right? Yeah. And, but also no control over a whole bunch of things too. So it's like half of one and half of another. Yeah. Like, But I think it also sort of gives you more comfort when there isn't control because this is an experience that is so far beyond what we're used to and what we thought was possible in a lot of ways that like yeah it's like okay well if this amazing thing can happen then maybe it's okay to just you know give a little more of that control and just trust a little more trust the process right because look at look at you you the universe has your back and this really emphasizes that yeah when you do a session because you're just it it's amazing um and, and I love hearing back from the the people that I've done sessions on and they get so excited and they talk about and the details they cling to are the funniest ones this one was like I didn't wear shoes in any of my lives and I think that's hilarious because I hate shoes now and I'm like okay like of all the things to cling to that's the thing yeah and it's just so funny to me that that that's what they're like excited about, but you just don't know what you're going to get. It's right. So it's, and so it it's intimidating in that aspect of no control, but at the same time, it's so exciting yeah. to see what's going to come of it. So as someone who's super type A and likes to generally feel in control or at least prepared, mm-hmm. right? Um, how can we prepare to go through this process, but get our best results? So I love to give out as much information as I can prior to so that people know what they're, what they're expecting. You're good with information. Like you, you are very well versed. Like you do a lot of studying yeah, and I, information gathering. And yeah, cause that's, I, I like the information. So I try to give the information. Yeah. Um, but basically the, the question preparation is really important to have that ready because it also gets you, um, your subconscious thinking about it. Right. Yeah. So that's a big thing to have in advance. Um, I would say eat light, but well, 
the day of. Okay. Like I said, book the whole day. Um, it doesn't mean you're stuck the whole day. It can be as short as five hours. Right. Or as long as 10, depending. Like I would say that's usually the range. Um, I know I give a lot longer sessions, but I find they're more effective. That right. Way. Right. Um, and then from there, I would say bring a little bit of food with you just in case you need to munch on something during the interview because it is a long day. Um, limit caffeine intake so that you can relax. Doesn't mean you can't have your coffee because it's okay. Right. And then you can just, it will, it, but uh, absolutely no mind altering drugs right or medic like people might think oh i need to take a sleeping pill do not take anything like that yeah um because it will affect your your connection and your ability to process I'd, it i'd love to understand more about that too because the, <clears throat> the kind of work that they've been doing with hypnosis and psychedelics or hypnosis and cannabis mm -hmm. and like i'd love to understand what each of those things do to affect Mm -hmm. the result or the experience. Right. So I think um, with QHHT, just the way that this process was designed, um, the goal is to have a, what they call a clear channel, Yep. which means that like, if, if you were on any type of mind altering drug, it's really easy to attribute the whole experience to that. Sure. That instead. it was, yeah. Right. Oh, it was because I was, I had an edible. Exactly. So I came up right. with all this wacky shit. Sure. So it's yeah. a lot more, it's a lot easier to disregard what you're getting and therefore it would affect your healing or whatever yeah, is yeah. from it. Um, so that's a, a big part of it. Not to say that there isn't any value in that separately and, and it's, yeah, journey. well, yeah, it's interesting. Just the research that is coming out I'm hoping to have someone on to talk about that um, because I think as super type A people, like I did experience this. Mm -hmm. I found it very relaxing. It mm -hmm. was very relaxing. It was like a really long restorative nap, mm -hmm. um, but I was very aware, yeah. like highly aware and awake. Well, yeah. not so much awake, but very. Yeah. It's, it's so where you are is the theta level, which we do. And this is something to comfort anyone who thinks they can't be hypnotized. Um, the theta level is that point right as you fall asleep and right as you wake up. So you're like, sh like slightly in the dreamy kind of land. Yeah. So we do it twice a day. It is so natural for us to go into this state. Yeah. My job is to just keep you there. Right. And just that's where we're going from. So, um, so like when you wake up half an hour early and you still decide you're going to snooze in your bed, even though, you know, your alarm's going to go off yeah. momentarily and you kind of float in that area, sometimes that time can feel like three hours. And sometimes yeah. that time can feel like eight seconds. And sometimes you get some really great ideas. Yeah. Right. So yeah. if you have something you're pondering, that's what Edgar Casey used to do. He was the sleeping prophet and he would carry, um, I don't know, some sort of metallic item in his hand. And so he'd get to that place where he would doze off. And then when it was too far, he'd drop it. And then that would get him out and back into like, so that's how he would maintain his um, theta level. And that's where he'd get all these amazing insights. I can appreciate that. It's yeah. also where you have control over your dreams, right? Yes. Yeah. So all of that. And it's, it's, so it feels more awake than it is because when you have those dreams, you feel like you are quite aware. Yeah. Um, but that's where you really are. And so it's really interesting. And, and when people come out of it after it may seem like they have this really clear idea of what happened, but it does fade like dreams do. Yeah. 
So it's like, yeah. that's why the recording part is so important and why I, I was so bummed when yours ended the way it did. I was like, oh no, I was so sad. But like of all the people, it's someone who has the memory that you have. Yeah, <laughs> I do. So that portion, because I think it was when I was experiencing this lifetime where I was an entity. Okay. Where it like cut out. I'm pretty sure that's when it cut out. Um, and I, it was almost like I was like a, a neuron or a, yeah. a something mm -hmm. and I was attached in sort of a fabric of other beings yeah. like me. Yeah. That was a really, and could you not turn or something? I couldn't, like it was... no, I was, I was, it's almost like if you imagine, um, if you imagine sort of like, you know, when you buy, um, what's a good example? Oh, Okay. You know, when you buy those pill packs, if you have allergies or something mm -hmm. and it's like in a big thing and they're all, they've all got their own little area. Yep. Right. But they're all fully sealed in. Yep. It sort of felt like I was like one of those little pills, like oh, wow. stuck in this, this yeah. neural network. Like I could hear and understand all of the other beings I was connected to. Yeah. And I... Like we functioned as a group. Like if you're a Star Trek fan, like it had a very Borgy Borg, yeah. kind of vibe, <laughs> but not malicious, no. right? Um, very kind and and the greater good kind of vibe, mm -hmm. right? Where it's like it's it was calming and peaceful and quiet, and we it moved sort of like liquid a little bit, mm -hmm. but we were. And I say we were, I know that, right. Yeah. <laughs> we, we were connected like, like a fabric. Um, but it was able to move as an, as a fabric, not as an entity. So right. I could not remove myself from the group. Right. I was fastened into the group, but there was also this sense of peace and calm mm that came with that in that like we functioned as a group we functioned as um as one mm -hmm. and we all shared the sense of calm and peace and tranquility wow. so what is that right and I'm pretty sure that's where it cut out because then you said what was it you asked you I asked, said is she allowed to know like whatever it was I was asking like is she allowed to know this and then nothing and then it cut out yeah and I think it had something to do with like I don't know where I am mm, yeah right like I this is an interesting experience but I don't like this is not familiar to me I don't know where I am I don't know what's happening yeah. I don't I can't see anything it was like very like myopic I was just there mm -hmm. and everything was just like a solid color and everything felt light and quiet and calm and that's lovely but when you're trying to examine like yeah where am I and what's going on I can't answer any of those questions so from because of how you were able to be the observer and the being how was that experience as the observer frustrating yeah exactly so it's like it's it's hard it's so hard and I I wish because it was so it was a long time ago, I feel like. And I, I there was just so much information in yours 
Yeah. I, I just can't remember if we ever got any resolution. I don't think we did. I don't think we did in that space. Yeah. I think we had to move on because I got frustrated. Yeah. I remember saying like, I'm not getting anything here. Like mm -hmm. I can't, I can't discover more about where I am right now because there's not like, I'm not being given any information. Right. It's almost like I'm deliberately being kept out of knowing. Oh, I see. Yeah. Yeah. That's right. Yeah, because a lot of our my curious questioning that I do is sense related. So I'll ask you to maybe try to like, what are you hearing? What are you? And that's um, another aspect that people get concerned about is if I don't visualize very well. Well, if you can think about, well, what does the dashboard of your car look like? If you can just think about that in your head, that's all we're doing. We're going yeah. in that space. It doesn't have to be like, I think a lot of expectation about what it will be. Is yeah, the, the block that people feel. Um, I know it was my block when I did my session. Yeah, hundred so, percent. I, I did not know what to expect. Exactly. Yeah. And after experiencing it, it almost made me want to do it again because mm -hmm. then it was like, okay, now I know, like, as a super type A person, mm -hmm. uh, now I know what to expect. Yeah. And now I have more questions, right? Like, yeah, going yeah. in the first time, I didn't have that many questions. Mm -hmm. Not really. And you kind of pulled some out of me during the interview session. I was like, okay, good. I feel good about that. Let's give that a shot. Mm -hmm. But then until I had gone through it and had several months to kind of decompress from it. Yeah. Now I'm like, huh. Okay. Cause we did this in October. Right. I, yeah, I think so. Yeah. yeah. So three and a half months ago, roughly. Mm-hmm. And only now am I starting to be like, oh, yeah, right? Like in the last month or so, mm -hmm. it has been more clear or just more interesting. Yeah. Whereas initially it was like, yeah, that was interesting. Yeah. Fascinating. Yeah. But it didn't, nothing was connecting for me yet. It's so interesting. So the conscious mind operates a lot like super type a people do honestly <laughs> yeah, yeah. and for everybody because the conscious mind wants to cling it doesn't want to go into the unknown so a lot of times during a session it will pop in and we'll be like i'm awake no i'm just awake or whatever and and i will just remind them just say the first thing that comes up it's okay you're doing great um and then just easing the conscious mind back to like back to observer mode. Yeah. So because it doesn't want to lose that control. So a lot of times people will come back to another session because after that first one, when you know what to expect, the conscious mind relaxes a bit more. Yeah. You yeah. feel safer. And I mean, I know you extremely well. We've known each other for a very long time. I'm very comfortable in your presence, right? Like yeah. I, I, there was no moment in time in that whole session where I thought like, I don't feel safe. However, yeah. my conscious mind is still like skeptical, yep. wondering what's happening, mm -hmm. not sure of this process, not sure what to expect. And mm -hmm. I feel like that about virtually everything I do in my life. Yeah. Like, you know, my kids start swim lessons. I'm nervous about it until the first one's over. And I'm like, oh, now I know what to expect. Exactly. Like yeah. anything, mm -hmm. right? Yeah, anything same. I experience, the first time I experience it, I'm a little nervous. Mm -hmm. Um, and I, I've, I've got that like girl guide mentality, like always be prepared and like come with all the things you might need and I'll yeah. overpack or, but then you do something enough. And a great example of this for me is travel. I traveled mm -hmm. so much at some point yeah. 
that now I don't check baggage. Like I just do. Uh, and there's so many type A people that I talk to who are like, what? No, I have to bring all my things. But for me, it's just, it happens so frequently. I got very comfortable with being like, this is my carry on. Everything I need up to about three weeks anywhere can live in a carry on. I don't wow. need anything beyond that, but it's cause I did it so frequently. Yeah. I've adopted that mindset, by the way. I'm only packing a carry-on for my trip because it is a lot. Honestly, it gives you more control. It gives you more control. You have less stuff. You hang on to it the whole way. I don't mind checking it at the gate because it comes right back out when I get off the plane and it's at the gate. Like, I just want to know where my stuff is or I bring it with me onto the plane. Either way. But I feel like... It also makes decision-making easier when I'm on my trip. I don't have 55 outfits to pick from. I have five. And if I've got to rewear something, I rewear it. It's not the end of the world. And if I need to wash something in the sink and hang it up overnight to dry, then that's what I do. And so it, it just makes it a simpler and more easygoing experience. Yeah. Because there's a lot of unknowns when you travel. Mm -hmm. Yep. Right. So, I mean, that's a little bit of a sidebar, but what I'm saying is, I feel like the more we experience something that freaks us out the first time around, Mm -hmm. the more we become comfortable with it. And so I could see how doing this over and over again might actually become somewhat addictive. Yeah, it could be. It really could be. And I think I've drawn in a lot of people that are more type A and, and so they cling to that control a lot. And that's why my process takes up to 10 hours, Sure, right? Because you want to get that person into that space of comfort where they can at least relax, you know? And like this, this day is yours. It's yeah. for you. You get to just relax. And if you feel like you're falling asleep, go with it. Yeah. It's my job to direct it, right? So just sleep, fall asleep. And it's I don't no want to speak deal. for like all type A people, but I also feel like we have a healthy curiosity mm-hmm. about how we can possibly let things go it's not like we want to be in control all the time yeah it's that we have to be it's a difference mm-hmm. right I don't want to be in control of everything I don't want to be hyper vigilant I don't yeah. want to constantly monitor every little tiny thing all the time I don't want to be emotionally attached to like the cleanliness of my house or mm-hmm. everything that's happening around me or the order in which things happen. I don't want that. It's almost like it's a neuroses. I, I have to yeah, be. And that's and fair, so yeah. I spend a lot of my time trying to train that out of myself for my own peace of mind. Yeah. And sometimes those things are connected to things that can get healed through a session, right? So like for me, for example, my hypervigilance absolutely connected to trauma. Yeah. So as I work on that trauma, I find I become less hypervigilant and less hypervigilant. So I I feel like there are some elements to it that may even go beyond just like, well, this is just my personality. Sure. Right. Cause it's so easy to identify with oh, it when absolutely. that's all you've remembered about yourself. Yes. So yeah, I find that that's um, also something that would benefit from multiple sessions for sure, because the more you do heal and the more you can relax who knows what you'll get out of it. That's why it's so fun. Like I said, doing the sessions with my dad yeah. over and over. And, and um, we do have the option of inserting a keyword for people. 
Um, I know a lot of people are scared of hypnosis in general because they've seen like stage hypnotism. Oh yeah. And it's just not at all what this is. Yeah. And so like, I, I think it's really important that people know they are in control at all times. This is their session. I never tell people anything. I ask the questions. So everything people get is from them and from whatever connection they have to whatever bigger entity or source there is. So it's all theirs and it's all for them specifically. Yeah. It's like their personal message. I feel like um, that would be attractive to mm-hmm. someone who's super type A. Yeah. Yeah. Because we, let's be honest, we need the help to get there. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Like if I was to say to you, to anyone who's super type A, and if anyone was to say this to me, like just sit down and just do some self-reflection. Mm-hmm. How long do you expect that's going to last? It's probably not right going to last. <laughs> and here's the thing, like all my super type A, type A clients, whether they do my super type A attempt at being Zen or lead without permission, regardless of what program they're doing with me mm-hmm. or just one-on-one coaching, um, you can see <laughs> right away, like if I say something like, well, have you tried meditation? Mm. At least I would say, absolutely everybody who scores high in the organized gold section of personality dimension. So that would be almost like a cookie cutter version of super type A, yeah. right? Um, everybody who scores high there is like, oh, I can't meditate immediately. Yeah. And it takes me weeks to convince them to try. Yeah. Right. The impact is massive mm-hmm. every time. Sure is. But the thing is, is letting that boundary down. What do you mean you can't? Mm-hmm. Right? Yep. We need help as super type A people to get to a relaxed state. We we struggle to do it on our own. Yep. So whether that's a guided meditation or we learn how to do some meditation or, you know, some people it's organizing things because putting things in order brings them relief and relaxation. I feel seen. (laughs) (laughs) Right. Always. I have the best label makers. (laughs) (laughs) But that's it, right? Like how much joy and, and comfort Mm. does the activity of organizing something and maybe color coding it or putting Mm -hmm. it all in in something that is visually beautiful but mm. also functional, functional and yeah. efficient yeah you know that has a huge impact on the soul of who I am as a person same yes right For sure yes and so that's great I can do that stuff but I can also get obsessive about that stuff yep and that stuff can lead to me struggling with OCD or mm. something along those lines because I'm not parsing that need for comfort and relaxation in any other way yeah right because I can't meditate right yeah oh I'm afraid of hypnosis I don't want to like I will create all these other boundaries but it's okay for me to reorganize a closet Mm -hmm. so this is where I'm saying you know think outside of what you're already doing for yourself Mm mm-hmm and maybe try and add just a smidgen of wonder yeah. into your mindset where it's like, I wonder what that might do for you. You know, mm-hmm. nothing ventured, nothing gained. Exactly. Yeah. Right. Mm-hmm. And.
And I will tell you, there's been so many people I've worked with who once they did some guided meditations, which aren't that different from QHHT, frankly, right? Mm -hmm. Because it keeps you in that kind of theta state Mm -hmm. and you are able to relax and it has a really big impact on how you see yourself, how you see your priorities, what you're able to see with more clarity, Mm -hmm. how you feel moving into your day, how you feel moving through your life. Yeah. Right. Yeah. So that's interesting. Have you asked, and you might not know the answer to this, but have you asked people who you've had come through the door, whether they do meditation and does it make a difference? Um, yes. And no, because because of the time I spend, if someone does not meditate, I can still get them to that space. And like most, a lot of other hypnosis and a lot of meditation gets you to your alpha state. Okay. So it's a little bit, a little bit more of the consciousness okay. than the theta state is. But, um, but yeah, in this instance, I think the idea that someone else, you know, like I got this, they don't have to have it. I've got this. It's my job to do this for them to help them get to the place they need to be. So that's something that's one thing off the list. Yeah. All they have to do is like be there and that's it. That's it. Yeah. So I try to like, I love that this takes a lot of the pressure off because like, that's something that I like the preparation thing. Mm -hmm. I have a huge, a huge struggle with that. So to, to, like give someone that permission to just be like, okay, all I ask of you is like, just don't plan for after. Yeah. Give yourself your, your time and just show up, show up and have your questions. And like, that's really it. Yeah. That's all you're responsible for. And the rest I will ask you. And I mean, if I'm speaking from a personal space, it's so rare for me to have an experience where I have no responsibility. Mm-hmm. That in itself is such a huge deal. Like the the moms that I've done this for, like the like it's like you don't even know your tension until yeah. you like have that moment of like oh. I had a massive headache afterwards. Yeah, you did. <laughs> you for really like did. hours. I mean, yeah. I'm prone to migraines and headaches. I had a massive headache afterwards for maybe like six or seven hours. I medicated myself after Mm -hmm. and for the rest of the evening, I think I went to bed at like eight o'clock that night. It like, for me, part of that is you're so pent up and tight all the time, trying to just manage Mm -hmm. life. Although like I've gotten a lot better at being cognitively, Mm -hmm. you know, drop your shoulders. Yeah. Right. But I think still not having any responsibility is the biggest gift I can ever give myself. Yeah, definitely. So that's why, you know, if I'm ever going to buy myself things, it's like a day at the spa where Mm -hmm. other people are pampering and taking care of me. And all I have to do is wander around in robes and slippers. Right. Or, you know, my husband laughed because a few years ago, it was right after my mom and his mom had passed away and I was a mess. And then my, one of my best friends passed away like a month later. It was not good. Mm -hmm. It was just bad situation. And my cousin was like, I'm going to Antigua. You should come with me. And it's all inclusive. And he was like, you need this. You need to go. And what I appreciate about that, that all inclusive Mm -hmm. space Mm 
is I don't have to make a lot of decisions. Exactly. The mental load is the thing that is most draining. And that's it. Like, I feel like QHHT offers you a day where you're not making any decisions. You are literally just surrendering yourself to the couch or just lay down and rest. Mm -hmm. And the, when, when we connect with the SC or subconscious, um, the energy is different. Yeah. It's very different. So for example, my dad's sessions, he always has like this burning sensation in his stomach that his higher self will tell me how bad it's getting and like, let me know when we need to stop. That's why the actual hypnosis sessions are capped at a certain time, unless I, I ask the higher self if we can continue and they will give me that permission or not. Um, but I feel like, uh, there's, there's chakras involved in this because, his higher self mentioned that this chakra area is the one that he, I don't know if it's the one that needs the most healing, right? Maybe yours is like your crown chakra, right? Like something that's drawing our attention to the area. I mean, our, our body, all the ailments in our body, they're all messages for us in some way. So when we're looking on a body scan, I'll ask, well, why is this here? What are you trying to tell Cause that's usually how they can communicate is through our body. And like right. a lot of our sayings even talk about this. Like we say, like we're carrying the world on our, our shoulders. How often are your shoulders cramped up when that's happening? Yeah. Right? So there's so many messages from our bodies that, and then our language that um, they're trying to use to, to let us know what's happening and yeah. to like, give us, give us our little inklings. And this can also open that up as well. Like my one client had their higher self mention that once when they're getting, when they're getting told to pay attention, they're going to get a pain in the right side of their head. That's their higher self telling them. So they communicate with pain, which sounds bad, but oftentimes when you're a busy, busy type A person, that's the only thing that gets your attention. Yeah. Because you can glaze over almost anything. Anything. And And so sometimes it's like, you got to get hit by that bus metaphorically. Yeah. I do it all the time. Right. Because I'm a chronic pain sufferer. Right. I will get up in the morning and be like, okay, so I have a massive headache today. That's Mm -hmm. fun. That can't change my day. No, I like, I do not allow it to, because if I allowed headaches to change my day, I'd work maybe two days a week. Yeah, exactly. Like it's just not possible for me. Mm -hmm. So I glaze over a lot of pain, which means I also have a really high pain tolerance. Mm -hmm. So it takes a lot for something to get my attention. Yeah. And someone who's got a million things on their plate, that's going to be their baseline anyway. Yeah. So it takes a lot for them to be like okay, you need to stop and pay attention. And that could be like an injury, a broken leg or something. Ironically, if you need to take a break, sometimes that's a bone in order to make you do it because you think you can't until, okay, then you have to. And when you think of those moments in your life, like I, once I was working in corporate and I broke my ankle Mm. um, and I wasn't allowed to drive because it was my right ankle. I mean, you're technically not supposed to drive. It's your left either. But like, I couldn't, I couldn't drive. I did not think of that. Yeah. Yeah. Um, So I couldn't drive. So I couldn't get myself to work. I had to ask somebody else to drive, but they drove my car. Mm. So they would come to my apartment every day and then drive us all to work for six weeks. Oh my goodness. It was awful. And then 
also during those six weeks, I asked the corporation I was working for to help be um, a little bit um, more supportive mm. because it the building had all these stairs. So I was like, can we just kind of set me up in one room? And they were like, no. So they weren't really wow helpful that yeah. way. And it actually created a huge shift in my life because I thought to myself, wow, like, this is a job where I work from, I get there at 7am and I stay till five. Most people are nine to five. I was there at 7am and I would leave at five. I was there all day. I would have to schedule pee breaks. I worked my ass off. I gave so much of myself to the job, but they couldn't accommodate the fact that I was injured and they couldn't accommodate. And it was a big hassle every time I had to take the freight elevator up to my floor. And so like, I understand how that can be frustrating mm-hmm. for them, but also as an employee, it really made me feel devalued and then changed my entire perspective on my entire life. Yeah. So that injury, and I mean, it was a stupid injury. I was putting away a Christmas tree and I rolled my ankle and fell onto the Christmas tree and snapped like fractured several bones in my foot so it was one of these things like there was no rhyme or reason I wasn't doing anything dangerous or Mm -hmm. stupid or it just happened and then it changed my entire perspective on my life and started a whole new trajectory for me Mm -hmm. so when you think of those moments in your life where you're interrupted by this pain yeah sometimes you're like wow that happened for me yeah a hundred percent Right. Like hindsight for sure. Totally 2020. Because when we talked about like people that feel like they just can't make the time to do a session for a day or to do your program yeah. for like nine weeks. Okay. You don't think you have the time. Well, the universe might make the time for you. This is it. And like, which would you rather? Yeah. It's like, it's sometimes if you, if you're getting shown something repeatedly, for example, it just like pops up for you. Or if, if you just feel that nudge and you know, that nudge is for you, that like little, you know, we all have that. We know we it. Know. You and yet know it. we disregard it because, well, I can't, I've got blah, 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 blah. It's like, well, maybe this is telling you what your priority should be. Yeah, I so. agree. And um, I think staying open to those messages mm-hmm. and also just being aware that sometimes the signs are actually out there for you. Yeah. Right. And sometimes maybe it's your subconscious communicating. Maybe it's the council. Maybe, maybe. it's, I don't know, aliens. Yeah. I don't know. Who knows? But at the end of the day, I feel like there's some kind of something happening. And if mm-hmm. we are more aware and tuned in, to what's going on and Mm self-aware right more self-aware yeah we don't have to go through that level of pain to get the message exactly it can only be beneficial if we pay attention that's really what the bottom line is and if this is like this is sort of like a crash course in to how to get to that point yeah and then from there you know hopefully we can shift around our priorities and not have to break any bones. I mean, that's ideal. (laughs) Ideal. Yeah. (laughs) Well, I, I mean, it's so fascinating. I can't wait to book another session because I'm really interested in seeing what happens. We'll try to have all the recording equipment. Yeah. (laughs) And, you know, from, you know, 
my wish to the universe, please let this recording have worked properly because I am so nervous now. Yeah. <laughs> I've got a backup. I've got a backup. It looks like it's working. I'm terrified that yeah. it just isn't working. And then we have to do this all I over again. I have a feeling this time. I feel like that we needed these couple of events to happen Maybe. to redo it. I feel yeah. like your school and stuff, which is a good sign. Yeah, I yeah. think so too. I'm really excited for that. So, you know, yeah, it's, is always a pleasure to just have you in my space. Same. Thanks universe for that. <laughs> that alone is great for me. It's true. I enjoy having you here and also just so much information to digest yeah. from this chat. That's yeah. I'm, it's so cool that it's still like ruminating for you. Oh yeah. yeah. But that I feel like that happens for me with most things. Like I really do need to marinate in things. Mm -hmm in order to see connections or feel an impact. Mm. Yeah. Right. So it's, it's very interesting. So, yeah, I don't know. I'm sure it'll keep paying off. And now I'm interested in, in re-listening to what we did get an audio yeah, just to see <laughs> yeah. if there's something else that I might've missed or mm -hmm. that I'm not remembering. Or that might be applicable now that wasn't applicable then. Yeah. Yeah. It does feel like there might be something, but I don't know. And also I don't remember when it cut out. So I want to see what we, we meant. talking to your higher self because that's usually when the energy gets like, this is not uncommon. Pretty much every practitioner has had malfunctioned audio, including Dolores, because sometimes it's a lot of energy Yeah, and it's just like that kind of frequency can affect electronics. It's just what... It's science, actually. That's so <laughs> crazy. It's yeah. so crazy. But I mean, I'm really interested to see what happens next mm -hmm. and hear more stories from you, too, because I just find it so fascinating. Um, but thank you for joining us. Thank you for having me. This is always great. Thank and you. Maybe you're out there listening to this and thinking like, well, gee, I want to try that now. I know there are some people who are capable of doing this remotely. Beth is someone who does this in person in the Muskoka area. HHT is always in person. Okay. I can know. tell you why that is because we are looking for such subtle cues to make sure you're in the right state. Smart. And we have to hold you there. So we need to be able to see that. And we can't do that over technology because there's sometimes delays there's things get cut well if the energy to anybody that way yeah, yeah exactly if the energy can cut out like yeah. from audio i'm sure yeah. it can affect video yeah. so you know if this is something you want to try you live in the muskoka ontario area or you know even a few hours drive i highly recommend you reach out to beth it's pretty fascinating stuff um and yeah uh join us for the next uh few episodes man we have some great guests in season two and i think you're going to be really excited to hear what all of these women are bringing to the table because every week i just feel like it's a new exciting intriguing enlightening conversation and this one was nothing short of that thank you i'm very excited for season two yeah myself. yes it's I'm fun a big fan yeah. <laughs> have a lovely day folks thank you for listening like and subscribe to our channel wherever you listen to podcasts Visit www.yorkmotivational.com for more information on my super type A attempt at being Zen, the coaching program, lead without permission, or visit our contact page to reach out to Risha.
wishing you all continued balance and fulfillment on your road to Zen.